You're listening to The Intentional Podcast, co-hosted by Caitlin and Mackenzie. We hope you enjoy today's intention. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back. Oh, it's an exciting day. We are all smiles here on The Intentional Podcast. Because uh, we have another guest. We do. And I get to interview <laughs> I <know>. Mackenzie and <gasps> Chelsea, my sister. Oh, <laughs> welcome, Chelsea. <laughs> we are so, so excited uh, because Chelsea is here today to talk all things Crohn's and colitis awareness. And you can even hear Dangle in the background squeaking his He's toy. Back, Maybe. Everyone. He's yep. back. He's making an appearance. We told Chelsea, don't worry about any mistakes don't worry about anything on this podcast because dangles made appearances we've sworn we've fumbled words we are just intentionally ourselves with Correct. you guys very I feel true. comfortable oh yes yes so yeah we're i'm so excited because next week by the time this airs it is going to be crohn's and colitis awareness week yeah which is so exciting um but before we dive into all of that chelsea i'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself tell sure. our listeners who you are and uh what you do awesome uh, well, yeah, my name is Chelsea. I am Mackenzie's older sister. Yes. Um, yes, I have had ulcerative colitis that is now turned into Crohn's uh, for about 20 years. Mm-hmm. Diagnosed at 14. Oof. So it's been a journey for sure. <laughs> and between medications and life itself, you know, it's there's a lot that I can share with everyone that I'm excited about. Yeah. And yeah, I still, um, you know, went through it all and came out on top as a mom. Yes. And, you know. Cute little Carter. They've yeah. heard me talk about Carter oh, yeah. so many times. <laughs> You know, I have a full-time uh, physical job, oh, yeah. so you know that's like another goal that also is hard for people dealing with these diseases to have. So yeah, every day it's a little bit of a mental and physical challenge, but you know, we're chugging along. Yeah, we are that's just, right. We were just talking to you before this, you guys, that. Poor Chelsea. For anyone listening that has IBD, <laughs> she is on prednisone right now. That's and the one. We'll get yeah. into it, but a lot of you know IBD patients uh, get put on steroids as a first form of quote unquote treatment. Um, but as with any steroids, you're on a steroid, and uh, she is on them because of a side effect that she has experienced because of Crohn's and. Gosh, I just feel so bad because it's like, she's like, I get so angry sometimes and I'm really Mm -hmm. hungry. And so I'm really excited to kind of dive in today and really unearth, you know, just a topic that a lot of people are not comfortable talking about. Caitlin and I said that, you know, Caitlin has volunteered at some of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation events and she's been a really awesome advocate alongside me for Chelsea and other people like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just not talked about enough. And you know what? I'm going to swear already, guys. It's a shitty situation. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to no change kidding. the description. <laughs> but um, yes, we're so excited. So what I'll do, um, for those of you that don't know, I guess, I work for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, which was inspired by Chelsea. Mm. Um, I started last year in March, and I essentially run all of our walks throughout the state of Wisconsin 
Um, so I think it'd be fitting to kind of give an overview of what IBD is for anyone listening, because I'm sure a few of you have been like, what is IBD? What are they talking yeah. about? Or you might like think you know what it is. Yes. And it, it might not be exactly. at all or just a part of what it really encompasses. Exactly. So IBD stands for inflammatory bowel disease, not to be mistaken with inflammatory bowel syndrome, IBS, um, or irritable bowel, irritable bowel syndrome, excuse me. Um, and there's definitely clear differences. So IBD is in the form of Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis. And I'll kind of lean on you, Charles, to mm-hmm. give a brief overview of yeah. what colitis is, what Crohn's is, and kind of why they're different. And like you said, how sure. you can get both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Because I've had both. Um, so uh, basically to an easy way to put it is with IBD, it's um, thinking of your digestive tract as mm. it protects you from infections. You know, think of it as like a lining um, through your entire mouth, you know, all the way through yep. that protects you from infections, all these things, germs, all of that um, that enter your body or any mm. shots that you get, immunizations, things like that. And so with IBD, it's a lifelong thing that regardless whether you have ulcerative colitis or Crohn's, your body has a problem with your GI tract and Mm -hmm. all it knows how to handle that problem is to treat it like an infection so it attacks its Mm -hmm. own GI tract. Yeah, so what it does is it creates ulcers or you know different things to where it kind of eats away at its protective wall and lining Mm -hmm. and then it becomes inflamed Mm -hmm. it's almost it's very confused it's it's like very confused yes it is like what is this why is it always here we can't get rid of it we have to just destroy it yes so that's what it tries to do and then ultimately the person with that will get super sick or, you know, mm. so medications for that um, help rebuild that wall and that lining mm. and calm down the inflammation, the ulcers and all of that. Yeah. And so, yeah. So the difference mostly between colitis, because that was what I was initially diagnosed with, um, because that's just in the large intestine. mostly. Yeah. Uh, so it's very identical like that way you can identify it yeah so it seems to be more treatable because it's you know secluded to that one kind of general area yeah um it's like the introductory phase almost yeah i I tend to see that usually someone newly diagnosed will get diagnosed with colitis first mm-hmm. if it's caught in early enough stages right because yeah. then Crohn's if, yeah. if I'm wrong is like your whole GI tract yeah so Crohn's can be anywhere <laughs> from your mouth to your booty hole yeah it can literally be anywhere yeah it's the truth yep. like you can I mean with your throat like your oh. esophagus your stomach like all of that could have these ulcers in it and like it's Crohn's is so just so painful. much harder it's just a lot more intense because you can't just treat one area yep. and it can okay. just pop up left and right all over the place yeah. and be triggered well by think anything. about trying to treat like your throat versus like down mm-hmm. in your intestines so you're totally yeah. dealing with different organs around yeah. that area and yeah you mentioned the ulcers is with Crohn's are the ulcers like deeper and more they're yes yeah well? so think of it as like the ulcers almost if you think of it like a pinch mm. um for the the colon you yeah. know like Ulcerative colitis mostly inflames it um, to where it's irritated. It's, you know, you may have bleeding still and you may have 
urgency to use the restroom a lot. But yeah. with Crohn's, it's like you never feel like you actually fully go to the bathroom. Yeah. There's never like that, okay, I went. I'm done. Now yeah. I'm done. Ugh. You constantly have a pain, a bleeding, yeah. and an urgency that doesn't go away. Oh, it's just nonstop. So that's what's oh. exhausting about it. Yeah. And the fatigue and that also then is yeah. greater. Side know? effects. Like I even, you know, through my job, I meet a lot of patients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we honored a young boy up in our Green Bay area this year. And he has uh, an unlimited excused absence in bathroom pass at school. Oh, yeah. Because he's just in high school. Yeah, and it's like... You have no idea. Yep. I mean, you might have to just get up and go. And the fact that that's even possible, though, to have a, a slip like that. Yeah, it's amazing. I think is great because just because you can't see Crohn's and colitis doesn't mean it's not there. And yeah. I think that's a hard thing people grasp with, too, is like, oh, I can't see anything. You're fine. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, do you want to take a look at my latest uh, colonoscopy? Exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm sure Chelsea uh-huh. has had more colonoscopies oh in her lifetime at her age than anyone would normally, like a yeah. normal quote unquote healthy adult would have in their entire Yeah, because if you think about it, I usually get one every, you know, either it's twice a year or mm-hmm. once every two years, depending on if I feel like I'm in remission. Yeah. So we're at like 30 plus oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. And I'm a pro. If yes. anyone needs help, I'll, I'll give you all the tips. Oh, yeah. And I, I love too that you bring up remission because for anyone listening, um, there is no cure as of right now for Crohn's mm-hmm. disease and ulcerative colitis. The best you can get is into remission. So essentially your symptoms are at bay and you're able to have a good quality of life. Um, mm-hmm. Your IBD is still there. Uh, it is dormant, yep. but uh, it's just basically in remission. So that is why at the foundation, we are trying so hard to find cures. Um, but I just wanted to point that out because you said the word yeah. and I was like, yep, that's something that I want to make sure we touch on. Yeah, that's definitely. The end goal is getting yeah. into remission, at least while we're waiting for a cure to be. Yeah, because all of those like little things when you, you're feeling good, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, maybe I could eat this. Right. Or maybe <laughs> I can take on a little bit more. And then the second you get stressed or oh, you yeah. decide to really eat it, you're like, Boom. oops. <laughs> Back into a flare. Definitely shouldn't have done that. Yes. But, you know. Yep. What what does, like, remission look like for you? For me, it's definitely Mm energy-based. I feel like, um, you know, pain in my abdomen and bloating and inflammation all around because it's like all of a sudden every joint in my body, I feel like I'm, you know, 100 years old. I can barely move. Mm -hmm. There's just constant throbbing and pain there. And then the fatigue is not is crazy. Yeah. And then you get irritable because you're frustrated that yeah. you can't do what Which you want to be doing or, yeah, perform at a level you're used to. Absolutely. So, Especially yeah. with a, what, 19-month-old yes. yes. clinging on to his mom. Uh-huh. She's got to have those strong muscles. But exactly. I'm glad you asked that, Caitlin, because remission does look different for everyone. I mm-hmm. think definitely having the symptoms at bay and being able to get back and really enjoy life is a a key part of it. But whether you're five years old or 85 years old, Mm -hmm. you know, it definitely looks different for everyone. Um, And I'm curious really quick, Chelsea, if you don't mind just sharing your story with our listeners on how you were diagnosed. I think that's a very unique thing for every person. And I, I know as your sister, I, 
Quite honestly, guys, I was too young to remember when Chelsea yep. was diagnosed because she's six years older than I was or than I am. So when she was diagnosed at 14, I was, what, eight years old? Eight, barely, I don't remember. Barely, yeah. So, barely remembering this. Yes. <laughs> if you want to just share, how, yeah. how Which, did you figure this? How did this come to be? Yeah. <laughs> Ironically, we were at one of your softball games. Oh, great. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I kept using the porta potty and, um, yeah, it was just... Uh, 14 and my mom had asked me she's like why why do you keep running there is everything okay yeah I said yeah 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 everything's fine well now mind you for at least um, a year now I had been bleeding mm. and I didn't know what it meant I didn't know what it was I was very I thought it was just maybe like something that people go through I thought maybe it could be that yeah I was like I don't really get like how long does this last I don't know right so and I just kept pushing through well one of those times mom used the porta potty after me oh she did not even go she stormed out and was like Chelsea Jean is this the same one you used oh my god and we rushed to the hospital um because the amount of blood in there was just horrific as a mother now I couldn't imagine seeing that and having your child not tell you like something's been going on um so they did an emergency colonoscopy and I was diagnosed right away with ulcerative colitis there um don't worry dad stayed with you at the game okay I was gonna say Yes. Like, Sue? It's, it's okay. Like, it's I all got right. this. I'm yeah. gonna watch Mac play. Yep. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was just know. like, I don't know. I feel like I'm all right, you know. Uh-huh. And I've always been like kind of that high stress kid, so it's oh, not totally. like it Chelsea would be out of character. High standards for herself for anyone <laughs> yeah. listening. She's like she's, I got this, it's but fine. she's also yeah. very like accelerated achiever as well. Like it, sure. it goes matching. It goes hand in hand. So. Okay, so you get so yeah, so I got there. They they do a colonoscopy. Yep, they diagnosed me with ulcerative colitis, and then um, they started me. Back then, it was just a oral pill mm-hmm. that you take um, twelve times a day. Gosh, so for wow. a fourteen year old, yeah, I can mm-hmm. barely take four vitamins. Yep. <laughs> and did you have to take yeah. them like every hour? Yeah. Like, so well, that... it was three of them. Oh so my three gosh. at a time you wow. took. Um, and then, and it was small enough and whatnot, but you know, that was a lot to all of a sudden take on. Well, to learn how to take pills, I remember that was like, that's Mm -hmm. I just learned last year. It was so stressful. (laughs) Basically. Yeah. It's like, do you do the water first? The pill first? (laughs) Where do you look? Mix it with the head. head. Where do you go? (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, so I learned that and then they wanted to do some blood work. And then I think it was like a week later when all the blood results came back that I found out then I also had celiac in in with the Crohn's Uh or with the colitis, pardon me. But so it was kind of like a lot of things and all these pamphlets came to the door and that's kind of how it started. Like read these books. It was wild. Mm -hmm. Like the doctor called and said, Hey, I sent you a package and it was these massive books for mom, dad and I to start reading because we had no idea what was going on. And then I had to get a colonoscopy done every six months just because it was so far out of, cause I let it go for so long, Yeah, which is something that, you know, I wish I would have done differently and not been scared. Yeah. You know, I think I, because I, I knew it was wrong, but I didn't know why it was why? wrong. And so I was scared to say anything because mm-hmm. I kept telling myself it would go away. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, that's definitely something 
I wish I would have changed and I would advise others to change yeah. regardless. So absolutely. We're trying to break that stigma. Yeah. You know, it's okay. Yeah. It. I mean, and you know, throughout my journey, I've pretty much maxed out every medication there has been possible. Yeah. I've been taken by stretcher to an ER. I can't tell you how oh. many times, whether it was from school or home. Yeah. You know, I've had reactions to just about everything. Oh my gosh. So yeah. I'm on my, you know, final and fusion treatment um you know and as but it's grateful you know i'm grateful to see that like other treatments are still yes coming out you know because Definitely. to have a surgery like that is terrifying yeah and you know at one point before i had started one medication called remicade they um and it was only shortly after i started the oral pills i mean i would i was probably only just under 15 i had to create a will Right in front of mom and dad in the hospital because nothing they gave me was working. And they said this, you know, this, you know, infusion is either going to make a breakthrough or just be prepared to say goodbye to your daughter. And they said that to mom and dad. It's like, it's crazy what, you know, people have to go through. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's such a young age. And I mean, regardless of age, let's be real. That's so much. And for anyone listening to, and even Caitlin, because obviously Chelsea and I are a lot more familiar than even Caitlin. I was like, whoa, (laughs) there's a a handful of different treatments. And something that unfortunately, you know, Crohn's and colitis patients have to go through right now is they have to fail a medication to get to the right. Yes, Um, that's a big part of what the foundation advocates for right now is step therapy and it's eliminating that middleman of like okay you have to prove that you fail on this medication before Before, i can give you the right one that your doctor actually prescribed you with because insurance companies aren't willing to pay that high dollar right off the bat you nailed it on the head it's so frustrating because there was a i'm gonna share a quick story but there was a medication that chelsea had to try and i kid you not to get goosebumps i tell the story often they put her in a room they put her iv in and they gave her an an infusion a direct infusion Mm -hmm. of a medication she had never had and unfortunately they said okay go good luck they closed the door and chelsea had an allergic reaction and went into anaphylactic shock and had to crawl her way to the door open it and get help so Mm -hmm. it's really sad to see that patients have to go through this and well and you never know how your body's going to react with anything that you put into it and then have your body almost attacking itself on top of that it's like like come on chelsea loves her body she's very positive what the heck is going on (laughs) and a lot of the you know a lot of the medications are you know if you come off of it your body gets immune to it instantly and that's that's the case with colitis and crohn's and then you can't go back on it Mm -hmm. so what the insurance companies are trying to do is they're trying to have their like knockoff version of it to where if a patient feels they're in remission and they want to take back because those medications are really hard on your body and your organs and they cause a lot of other problems Mm -hmm. and so it's like okay you've been in remission for you know say a few years you're like this is great now i want to just try and wean off of this you know Mm -hmm. and then but then the insurance is like oh yeah and then we have our this Mm -hmm. one you can do in case it fails coming off but you know it just doesn't work that way you know you can't risk that no you can't especially when you find something that has you in remission you're like okay yeah i'm just gonna accept that this is my new norm for right now and kind of coast essentially from there and um I'd love to hear, Chelsea, and you can definitely incorporate some of those side effect symptoms that we discussed before recording, but what are some of the biggest challenges you would say that you face as an IBD patient 
just in your day-to-day life? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, you know, it, it's hard. Fatigue is a hard one. Mm-hmm. Fatigue is definitely a hard one because you just are struggling so bad. Um, and for me personally, it's joints. Um, yeah. My joints have taken a shot um, pretty, why she's pretty strong. Episode, yep, guys. that's it. <laughs> You know, I've had surgeries already that you shouldn't get until you're, you know, well over 65. I've had all of them done. Um, You know, your body just deteriorates a lot quicker and you have to try your best to take care of it and nourish it. And Mm -hmm. I'd say my biggest struggle, though, is stress. Yeah. Is because I love, you know, I, and obviously having a child now, it's like you right. cannot not put <laughs> everyone else worry. over, yeah. you know, you, you know, you come last. So yeah. I think that's definitely something I'm trying to find the middle ground of because if I'm not the healthiest I can be, mm-hmm. I can't help anybody else. So mm-hmm. it's like to some degree, I have to make sure I put that as a priority because. Otherwise, I mean, like even, you know, a couple of years ago, it's like I allowed a lot of stress mm-hmm. to get to me. And that was the most I had been hospitalized ever. Oh, yeah. It I, was just well, constant. That's kind of what constant. started my journey with the foundation. I even yep. look back to certain days and I miss holidays. I miss all these important things. Yeah, yeah. Well, and two, with the side effects that you feel and face as an IBD patient, I think the biggest thing as your sister that I saw was weight loss. Um, oh, yeah. Because it's tough because if you're on steroids, you might get you weight gain weight. because yeah. you're hungry. But then if you're, you know, on medication that's really toxic, truthfully, to your body, yeah. um, you're like, I- I'm not hungry at all. I'm not Yeah, eating. and you don't want to feel the pain after yeah, eating, having the, the bloating in the bathroom yeah. trips. So you're like, I'd rather not eat. Hey, friends. We wanted to interrupt this episode really quick to let you know that we have officially launched our merch shop. We have created a few intentional pieces to showcase what this podcast means to us with you in mind. This collection is for you if you love the show and want to share it with your friends in a cool way, or to just be reminded that intentional living can lead to fulfilled living and that friendship can be just a highway. Obviously, this is a podcast, so we can't show you the pieces right here, but you can find the link to our collection over on our Instagram and at the website linked in the description. Happy shopping! We hear that a you lot know, from like our youth patients, mm-hmm. too. It's like... It's just easier because then you're not hurting. And then yeah. that's when, you know, I guess, quote-unquote, trigger warning here when eating disorders come into yeah, play and things sure. like that. Oh, yeah. And, and that's why that's a huge thing when you go to a GI doctor. Mm-hmm. They're wanting your weight to be tracked so meticulously. Yep. Because, you know, if you lose 10 pounds in a week, that's a huge red flag. Yeah. Like, okay. Absolutely. Because the ulcers, you're not... So that wall that is inflamed or has these ulcers are not absorbing any nutrients. So anything you ingest is just going right, right through, through you within 30 minutes. Like yep. it is out already yep. in blood form. Oof. So you can't, you're not getting any vitamins, nothing. You're yep. just feeling drained and you're just running to the restroom mm-hmm. always. So it's like you have no strength at yeah. all. You're just this weak and the prednisone works because it kind of shuts down your body and it takes over and yeah. it's like, you know, we got man. this. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, okay. But then once you come off that and wean off of it, then your body has to wake up again and do it for its mm. own. And it's kind of like, sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. So, uh, and I've noticed too. But it has saved me. Yeah. That 
there are definitely side effects that are visible. Like I said, the weight loss. I think another big thing for you mm. that you've experienced is your bone density. I mean, yes. just being totally transparent. Yep. Chelsea has had a lot of dental issues. She yeah. has broken oh, teeth. Teeth have fallen constant. out. Um, you know, like she said with her joints, she currently has what a ligament detached from her bones it's right too now. too fragile. Yeah. Um, I remember mm-hmm. one time they said, don't lift anything in the grocery store that's above your head because if you even so much as lift a can of soup over your head, your arm could break because mm-hmm. of how, wow. how how your bone density is yeah. severely um, yeah. decreased. So I just think, you know, for anyone listening, if any of these symptoms sound familiar to you, whether yeah. it's through yourself or someone else, um, I encourage you to continue listening because we'll have really great resources for you. But don't be afraid to speak up. I mean, yes, this a is thousand a, percent. This is you know a topic that people don't talk about enough. No, and you have us. Yes, you have. <laughs> you have the three no, of you us. Have we us. are here. And yes, I, I think it's a good point to pivot from there. Is what are the strengths that you felt from being an IBD patient? Yeah. Like, what are the triumphs that you're like? You know what? Mm-hmm. Screw this. I have Crohn's. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, I feel like, yes, I don't want to put a negative, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's the reality of it, right? There's a lot of things that come with it. So to bring it to light, I feel like we shouldn't be ashamed. Mm -hmm. But on that flip side, I feel like I've never been a stronger person Mm -hmm. ever. Yep. Like ever. Because (laughs) I just, I see it as something that, okay, I don't need to know why this has happened to Mm -hmm. me. I don't need to, you know, make sure that, you know, there's an explanation. Yeah, I accept it. And I'm, I know that this is given to me because I'm strong enough to get through it. Mm -hmm. And so I am meant to be somebody that can advocate for that and be, you know, demonstrate that it can be taken the right way mentally and physically to help others because, being as young as I was, no one in our family has it. No. Which so is we crazy. don't know. We had nobody to talk to. We didn't know a no. single person that had this. So we were reading books. Yep. And now it's like I have people that I've met that mm. they're like, hey, and they feel comfortable reaching out to me because throughout my, you know, years of having it, I went from slipping a little note to a teacher from my doctor mm. saying, hey, if Chelsea has to go to the bathroom, please allow what? her. Yep. Now, I I mean, my last job interview, that which now I've been with the company for six years, <laughs> I walked in, I sat down, and I said, hey, I got to tell you something about my medical history first. Yep. <laughs> so whether you're going to ask me or not, you need to know this before yep. you even want to do an interview. Like, yep. I got that much confidence to do that That's at awesome. such a high-end place that it needs to be that way, mm-hmm. and I've gained that confidence with it. And I'm not ashamed of it. And when I have problems with it, you know, I let the people I work with know. And, you know, I I understand different age levels can have different embarrassment or issues with it. And if you're active in sports or other things, you don't want it to interfere. But for me, I allowed it to, once I allowed it to interfere and Mm -hmm. stopped resisting it and then allowing that to stress me out, Mm -hmm. if I was like, hey, I think I got to go. Or, yep. hey, I I'm to too tired. Yep. <laughs> I got to go to bed. Yep. Like, hey, you know, this listen is what I have to do. Don't be afraid to listen to your body. Your health always comes first. Mm-hmm. Because how are you going to live your life in the big picture of things? Mm-hmm. It's just a job. It's just a team at the moment. It's yep. just this and that. 
be honest with yourself. And I just really got to that point, and I hope everyone can. Absolutely. Even if they don't know if they have it. Absolutely. Even if they're wondering, don't be afraid to go to a doctor. Don't be afraid to tell yep. mom and dad. Don't, or an aunt, or a grandma, or a, you know yep. whoever. You write it down in a note mm-hmm. and give it to them if you can't say it. You know, yep. like call anonymously to the doctor's yes. office. Yeah. You know, it's Fear fine. Your advocate. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I've even seen that in you too. And you know, Chelsea and I were lucky enough a couple of years ago. We were the impact speakers at one of the foundation's special events, mm-hmm. and I think that was a really huge point in your journey. Yeah, is because... speaking it. You know, I think yeah. when yeah. you're so comfortable and used to it, and you have like mom and dad or family mm-hmm. or your tight friends, and you're like, okay, you guys know, but nobody else knows. Yeah, and I'm just gonna keep it that way. Um, once you kind of break through that barrier yeah. and you let other people in. I like I've seen tremendous growth from mm-hmm. you and from other people too that just letting other people know there's a community around I yeah mean, and I'm, it's powerful I think too like I noticed when I stopped giving the disclaimer about it like oh yep. it might be grow oh I don't know yeah I don't know if you really want to know but it's right once I just said what it was and yep. the initial shock of yep. the other person would maybe get over it and they're like wow they're so comfortable talking about it yep what's like the it, big deal right exactly. who cares Exactly. Like, and then they don't okay. make it a thing. How could I help? Yeah. Well, and that too, I think, eliminates the stress. Mm-hmm. Because you have this internal stress and this battle you're fighting of like, mm-hmm. oh, do I say anything? And it's like, yes. Yeah. Because then you'll feel so much better on the other side. Yeah. That weight is like, oof, lifted off your too. shoulders. Yeah. Like when we, you know, talked at the event, mm-hmm. like even prior to that, what we've done together, like, you know... <laughs> I was trying to figure out how I could break through these side effects and yep. struggles and whatnot. And it was like, what was it? We were like, why don't we run a half marathon? Yep, Chelsea and I have my run joints a, a are half killing me. Yeah. And we're gonna I, do it. Yep. I yep. am gonna challenge myself to running thirteen points. Literally, yes. Yeah, I was the one you guys crying. There were times that Chelsea and I would train and she'd be like okay let's go and I'm crying I'm like Chelsea I don't want to run anymore <laughs> it's like wow. you know you and then get you ran another so, one with yeah. our dad she's mm-hmm. run multiple half marathons you get very mentally strong yeah you know it made me mature a lot at a young age and you know deal with a lot of things that you know a lot of my friends haven't dealt with and, yeah and they don't know, you know how to they might not know how to handle and I think no. it's very empowering when you do have a diagnosis because then at least you have an answer. Yeah. I've run into a lot of, especially adults now who are getting diagnosed at an adult age. They've had symptoms for years, but now they're finally being diagnosed and they're like, it is such a relief to know because now they're like fully behind it. Like once you have something where you're like, yep, okay, this is part of my identity now. And there's a a ton of different ways you can get that diagnosis. You don't have to get a colonoscopy. It can be Mm -hmm. blood work. It can be a stool sample. It can Mm -hmm. be things that, like, make you feel more comfortable for Mm -hmm. the first step. Yep. You know, to where it's like, oh, okay, we see a lot of inflammation in your blood, and you got a Mm -hmm. lot of white blood cells where they're coming in after something. So what's going on? What's going on? So, (laughs) you know, it could be a first step, and that's all that matters. Yes. So I think that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And I guess, you know, my last question for Chelsea that I have at least related to IBD and all those things is I'm sure someone listening right now, it either knows someone that Mm -hmm. might have these symptoms, they have them themselves. I would just love to hear from you. What would you say to someone who's like, wow, I'm feeling this way, but I've Mm -hmm. never told anyone. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure myself that I know what this is. What, what advice would you give someone who's kind of 
unsure of what to do. Yeah. Um, I would say in general, um, there's many ways that like IBD has been diagnosed, you know, in Mm -hmm. terms of theory from doctors, but Mm -hmm. a common thing is that it's people that are perfectionists, um, a little bit more introvert, Mm -hmm. um, or, you know, just hard on themselves, whatnot. And I know for me personally, my escape for any anxiety or stress I had was to write something yeah so and if it wasn't for mom walking into that porta potty at that game Damn you mom i don't know what i would have told her <laughs> right? so she could still yeah. be undiagnosed exactly <laughs> who knows so i think what i would say is to take quiet time once a day whether it's first thing in the morning or right before bed that would let you be in tune with your body. You don't have to have it be meditating. It could just be a little bit longer shower mm-hmm. or something to where you're like, what am I feeling right now? Yeah. And then another good step would be to like either log your mm-hmm. feelings that you don't think possibly would be normal feelings. Mm-hmm. And whether it's like frequency of bathroom trips or pain in the lower stomach Mm -hmm. or, you know, what foods did you eat today? Is that, you know, maybe triggering something after you eat it a little while later? Or were you a little irritable, you know, and how tired did you feel? Were you Mm -hmm. achy? So like those kinds of things, I'd say, you know, if you could keep track of that, that's a start. And then just know that... It's so much better and there's so much more relief on the other side of being able to say it, Mm -hmm. being able to ask it, being able to, there's no embarrassment. Mm -hmm. There's no, even if it's not IBD, like even if it ends up not being that, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and if it is, guess what? You're going to be able to get a treatment now. You know, you don't have to live in this like closet of like, yeah, you know, pain and you know, feeling alone with all these symptoms. So Mm -hmm. I think I would just really encourage the confidence I have now in talking about it. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have tried that sooner. Yeah. And I wish, you know, and so even if it's the same scenario where no one around you has it, Mm -hmm. nobody in your family, nobody in your friend group, like literally nobody. Yeah. Be the first one. Do it, man. Be the first one. Who (laughs) cares? You know, like let teach them you know because i guarantee that you know your true friends and family will be there to support you and want to learn about it and grow with you through your experience with it so 100 you know there don't don't have any you know shame in that yes i i think that is such a powerful message because like we've said, you know, IBD is not a visible disease. Yeah. And I know the foundation's big push is make IBD visible because right. we can talk about it. We can share stories. We can share pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much. And um, I think it's also empowering to know that you really, you're not alone, especially right. in the state. I think yeah. something so interesting that I wanted to make sure to share from a foundation perspective <laughs> is um, there's over 50,000 people in the state of Wisconsin that suffer oh, from God. Crohn's disease That's and wild. ulcerative colitis. So, mm-hmm. and, and that number, I mean, just continues to grow. We mm-hmm. actually, too, uh, my boss and I were recently at a conference earlier this year, and we learned that the state of Wisconsin has the highest rate of youth IBD patients in the entire country. Wow. So, like, I get chills saying yeah. that. Like, there's so many kids, and I mean... There's pros and cons, right? It's amazing mm-hmm. that we get to diagnose people earlier. And yes, that's why I think a lot of yep. youth are getting diagnosed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but it's also like, you don't want to see a, you know, five-year-old dealing right. with things like this. Yeah. I mean, so I, I'm just so happy, Charles. I have goosebumps. You're like, Yay. this is such, this is so amazing is to so be able great. to just share all of this in preparation for Crohn's and Colitis Awareness Week. And mm-hmm. I encourage, you know, all of our listeners to, if you do one thing. Yeah, find one way. December 1st th- that through week. the 7th of yeah. this year, um, look something up, you know, go on Google mm-hmm. and be like, what is Crohn's disease? What is ulcerative colitis? Yeah. Um, you know, I will share before we kind of get into our, our questions for all of our interviewees, um, a couple resources. We do have um, a national website for the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation. We also have um, a chapter website for the state of Wisconsin. So uh, we'll make sure, Caitlin and I will make sure that is all linked in the resources of our, you know, show notes and stuff because there's a lot. There's a lot there. Our state does so much more than I think people realize. You know, we have walk events, we have special events, we have educational events, mm-hmm. um, and then we have resources, we have support groups, we have a lot more uh, to offer to people, whether you're an IBD patient, you're a caregiver, you're a health, excuse me, healthcare professional. Um, and I think one thing too that's really empowering that I'll leave people with is uh, if you should ever choose to donate to the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation, uh, more than 80 cents of every dollar goes directly back into research advocacy and support efforts. So I think that's huge because, you know, sometimes you donate somewhere and you're like, well, what did my $100 do? Like, what mm-hmm. are they going to do with that? So, right. um, you know, as the the key stakeholder being the foundation and um, truthfully every major breakthrough in IBD research, uh, we are putting those dollars towards something really awesome. So I'm so excited. There are so many people out there like Chelsea. Yes. And if you're listening and you're one of them, please, please, like we are here. Yeah. Caitlin and I are here. Yeah. Chelsea is here. Um, Always. You know, we will absolutely link all of Chelsea's social in yeah. our description in case you want to connect job. with her and reach out and, you know, just talk. That's another yep. thing. It's like, maybe you just want to talk to someone, have a mentor, be like, how did you get mm-hmm. through this? Yeah. Um, but before we let Chelsea go, <laughs> we'd love to know, Chelsea, what are you most intentional with in your life and least intentional? It does not have to be Crohn's. It doesn't have okay. to be the quality of toilet paper. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> it can be that's anything. That's a good one, though. <laughs> um, I would say that's a hard one. Um, you know... I would say right now, which it kind of does link mm-hmm. Crohn's into it, you know, uh, I'd be most intentional with being the best mom I can possibly be. Yes. And part of that is to remain in remission, mm-hmm. to be there for Carter because we I love can't. Carter. <laughs> because I can't if I'm, mm-hmm. you know, constantly having flare ups or if I'm you know, just not doing what I should be. Yeah. Um, He's a miracle baby. That's for sure. Yep. He should. We weren't sure that he would be here. And I think it's awesome. And uh, so that's great. You've been an amazing mom thus far. (laughs) I'm trying. (laughs) So what about Um, least intentional? We usually always trip up our interviewees with these. Yeah. Like, hmm. I'd say I'm least intentional with, it's kind of like what I mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. making sure I make the time mm-hmm. for myself a yep. little bit. And, you know, I know I talked about it in that, but like, it's so impactful, at least for me, um, all around health, mind, oh, body, spirit wise to where it's like, okay, I can start and end a day 
a thousand times better mm-hmm. if I set it with this intention, if I take just a little bit of time and mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I'm not as intentional on setting that time yeah. aside. Well, and you know? I think it's probably tough too. Caitlin and I don't know this quite yet, but with being a mom, you yeah. know, you have a lot going on in your life and, uh, but it's a great point because I've seen, I mean, I've seen when you're in that state of like, you, I meditate me every yeah. day and I journal every you've day. You've seen me that and, way. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I think it's, I think it's amazing. Honestly, I'm so excited for this episode. This and, is so great. Yeah. You and guys are you so amazing. <laughs> really appreciate you sharing like I know I personally have learned so much more but like (laughs) just the fact that like you took the time to share your story and then like you're overcoming it yeah not just sitting in it like Mm -hmm. it really puts it into perspective like and I'm always amazed with people's attitudes of people who are going through something because some people really choose to like lean in and overcome and others just sit in it and so the fact that you're not just sitting in your crap like I literally I refuse to be the victim. I love it. I love it. Well, you guys, as always, thank you so much for joining us. We will make sure Chelsea's info is all linked. We'll have all the amazing resources for you. And to all our listeners, we'll We'll see see you you next next time. time. Thanks for joining us. If you're not already, please subscribe to the Intentional Podcast so you never miss an episode. You can connect with us over on Instagram at the underscore intentional podcast or by sending us an email to the intentional podcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to leave a review and join us right back here next week for our next intention.